Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, and welcome to Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, covering political and social issues one liberty at a time, with entertaining insights of current events and important discussions on topics that affect us all, shining the torch of liberty and brightening the future by bringing libertarianism into our everyday life. And now, your host, the friendly neighborhood libertarian, Jason Lyon, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth on Muddied Waters Media. Well, hello, everybody. I am so excited for tonight's show. I've got a wonderful, amazing woman, Jessica Etheridge, coming on. We're going to be talking a little bit about what is women empowerment? What is the proper role of this? How is it fitting into society? And, of course, some of the historical context of when women, quote-unquote, empowerment has gone wrong. But, of course, before we get into all of this, we do have to do a little housekeeping. So the first big ado is a big thank you to Matt and Spike uh, for, of course, giving me another week on this wonderful, beautiful platform where I get to talk to you guys about my opinions, my views, my my perspectives on things. And as the intro song goes from the amazing uh, Jennifer and Brian Scott Lambrick, uh, which I am so incredibly grateful for, um, goes, you know, we are going to be talking about politics and social issues one liberty at a time and tonight is certainly no different um and so thank you to matt and spike for giving me this opportunity (sighs) and whether you guys are hearing this on facebook on youtube on twitter on uh you guys found a link from instagram if you guys are wherever you guys are seeing this live i appreciate you love you thank you so much thank you for the likes for the shares for the comments for the likes on the comments for the comments on the comments for the support throughout to help the algorithm to help us grow uh thank you guys so much for this i love you all and appreciate you all for doing so but if you guys are not catching this if you guys can't catch all of this live don't worry you can find us on all your favorite podcast app um make sure you guys are going over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters you can you can subscribe there join in and and be a part of the community there um and of course you can always drop some comments and questions for matt and spike for their tuesday shows which always gets aired and it's a beautiful time so make sure you guys are getting in on that um a little bit more uh housekeeping before we get into uh, some amazing people and what they're doing uh if you guys want to be a part of the muddy waters team you guys want to grow this uh community you guys want to help build this thing into a monolithic um steamrolling machine if you will you can go on over to anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe, become a subscriber, join in, become the boss, be able to, to tell me what shows we're going to be doing coming up, uh, be able to have some, some say in things, and you get some exclusive content. You're going to be getting to hear from speeches from Spike Cohen as he travels around the country. You're going to be hearing some stuff coming down the pipeline from Matt Wright, and I will tell you, I... 
I am about to subscribe myself to make sure that I hear what what's Matt Wright's coming out with because it is amazing and uh, he won't give it to me for free. So um, I haven't asked him, but it's it's well worth it. So get on over there to anchor.fm slash muddiedwater slash subscribe. Be a part of the team. Help grow the community. And of course, if you guys want to go ahead and rep Muddy Waters Media and all of our beautifulness, uh, you guys can go over to our, our merch store, buy the merch, support the team, support the group, and you can go over there to muddywatersmedia.com slash store. And of course, you can find this episode and every previous episode um, pending I get Steve on the job uh, at muddywatersmedia.com. So thank you guys all so much for that. And now first, without further ado, Jack Casey. Uh, the Royal Green series by Jack Casey. It's a story of authoritarians and revolutionaries, a young man and woman seeking independence and meaning in a kingdom of the, on the brink of civil war, romance, espionage, action, and psychological drama, elements of horror and mystery and spirituality as well. Dark fantasy with magical realism and libertarian overtones, themes of forgiveness and redemption written by the author while undergoing his own journey to find liberty and answer deep questions on his own mind. So if you guys go on over to the royalgreen.com, you can help support this amazing man, Jack Casey, support him and his book series. Uh, beautiful thing for yourself to be able to, to kind of see all this stuff break through. Good thing to give to your status friends to help them kind of see that breakthrough of like why libertarianism is so important, why it's so good. Um, Quick comment there in Twitch. Yes, we will. I will figure out how to uh, get us up there to uh, get us to the sponsorship level on Twitch to be able to get those subs. But don't forget Jack Casey, theroyalgreen.com. Go give this man some love. If you guys saw him, he got to go with Spike Cohen. And there's a beautiful picture of Jack Casey and Spike Cohen together. Um, <laughs> one of them was not ready, and it wasn't Spike Cohen. Um, <laughs> hey. Looking to buy a beautiful purse? Well, you can go over and see Ashley. Uh, Fierce Luxury is a high-end bag and accessories consignment uh, store based online. They carry the hottest brand like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, and Hermes. Consign with them for 30% fee and 20% less than most consignment stores. Find them online at FierceLuxuryByAshley.com and on Facebook in their exclusive group, Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Hey, guys. We're about done with that. So I want to bring on an amazing woman from here in the upstate of South Carolina where it's in my neck of the woods. And and despite it being South Carolina, it's not redneck of the woods. So so excited to have her come on. She is one of the first couple of people that I met here in the upstate of South Carolina when I moved down here in 2016. Um, and she, she's helped inspire me. She's helped change me. And I don't even think she knows, she knows how much she has, um, how much she has influenced me. And so being from the same County, I knew I wanted to have her on and it's just so happens that she happens to be a podcaster as well. So I'm going to let her give, give her plug on that. Um, but just an amazing woman running for the SCOP for the state coming up. I do believe, hopefully I'm not breaking that news. Um, but, but here she is. Nonetheless, Miss wonderful. And everyone, please welcome in the wonderful, amazing Miss Jessica Etheridge. Hey, Jessica, how's it going tonight? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. It's a Monday night, so it's a it's always a good time to to be out here and having a good time. And I have to 
uh i can't block that comment so if if you guys are in the chat please if you guys are on facebook please ignore that muddy waters media thing it's uh, we don't know what it's from it's not us don't click on that don't don't do anything with that that but <laughs> jessica <laughs> with the unexpected i got it so been running the show for a little bit and i've been meaning to have you on finally got around to uh not having errors on my end finally having you on and one of the things that I was most excited about is to have a fellow podcaster on. I want to know, first of all, what it is, what's your podcast, what is your mission with this, and what inspired you and the other wonderful ladies to to get involved and get engaged on this? So our podcast is a little bit different um, from most of what you see online because our podcast is more specifically about parenting um, and not just typical parenting conversations, we do tackle things like current events, parenting challenges and struggles. But we talk a lot about being politically active moms and dads. We have dads on from time to time. Jason has been on. We've had a couple of guys from uh, from South Carolina who have joined us for various episodes. And the idea came from having, you know, all of these podcasts where we talk about economics and we talk about policy and we talk about current events and how they impact our daily lives. But nobody's talking about how they impact us as parents and nobody's talking about how they impact our kids and how we're talking to our kids about these things. And so I was thinking about this a couple of years ago and I I actually mentioned it to you, Jason, the first person I mentioned it to, and you're like, that's a really good idea. Like you really need to talk to somebody about that. And so we were at the national convention um, and Casey Whitener and I, she's from the Midlands in South Carolina. And I mentioned it to her and she has been such an amazing champion of this. And she's like, we have to do this. Like, I'm going to do it with you because it has to happen. And so he believed in it immediately. And then uh, we brought in Melissa Kuchar, who's from the low country in South Carolina. So we have kind of every region in the state covered and our uh, state chair's wife, Alex actually sat in for the first season and a half, but she just had a baby. So she had to take some time off. She had another little porcupine. Yeah. 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 So (laughs) that's it. And we, we, you know, we try to stick to 30 to 45 minutes because that's, you know, about all a parent can spare, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but you can check us out live on Facebook and YouTube. Um, we typically broadcast on Saturday nights, but with it being football season, we've been doing Friday nights because we're all uh, Clemson fans. Well, Casey and I are big Clemson fans. So we don't do anything on football Saturdays. But, so if um, you guys haven't already, please do go over there. Go show Parenting Porcupine some love. Uh, <laughs> as she yeah. said, I was I said it was a great idea. So you guys know it, it's at least a mediocre <laughs> good idea at best. But <laughs> it's an amazing thing. I as as she said, I've been on there. But who doesn't need help, right? Just to to break away from the conversation we're about to have. what parent out there became a parent was like, I've got this book in front of me and I know exactly what I'm doing. Well, the thing I love about it, and I love talking about our show because it is so different. um, But the thing that I love the most is because Casey, Melissa, and I are all three very different people. We have completely different styles. And while we have things in common, we don't do things the same way, right? And, And we all have a different family dynamic in our house. And so I think it's very unique because you get to see parents 
who are talking about the same issues from different perspectives. And so, you know, it could help anybody, yeah. you know, it, just knowing that you're doing the same thing and dealing with the same thing and talking about the same things and struggling with the same challenges. Um, and I think having that diversity is, is really awesome. Yeah. No, and I love that about the show, right? Is because you guys do have, uh, you guys are hitting hitting stuff that like, I'm just like, how how did I not have you guys before this? So this is something that you know I'm glad that you guys are putting it out now. But could you guys have done it like ten years ago when I had my first kid? Like, just <laughs> let, let's get back to that. We all were right? all still learning. Yeah. We were still figuring it out. As though well, we have it figured out now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Parenting, it's always a learning experience. But you guys yeah. are, are truly adding something valuable. And so please, everybody, if you guys have not already, if you're a parent or if you know a parent, so that means literally every one of you, um, you guys have to go over there and show Parenting Porcupine some love. And give them a follow. Give them, put them, put them on your notification, and and check them out. And uh, absolutely amazing. But I don't want to. I don't want to 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 dive too far into that because we do have an amazing conversation tonight. An important conversation. Um, I I, I was talking about our show uh, with some friends of mine, and they're like, "Oh, you're getting into some controversial topics now." It's like, I don't. It shouldn't be controversial, right? This shouldn't be controversial to be able to talk about empowering women. Uh, the The empowerment of women is so important for our society. And, and so we've gotten to a point in history where you have people that are empowering women with, with air quotes for those of you guys listening to the podcast form, uh, empowering women. And it's more like misinjury, right? It's, breaking down men for the pursuance of, of bettering women. And, and I don't think that that's the libertarian stance. And so I, you came up to, to me with this idea and I said, let's run with it. It's not controversial. It's going to be amazing. And, and of course it's coming from you. So I, I, I'm all ears, but what is it, what is it about this subject that is so important for you that, that this is what you wanted to come and talk about? I grew up, I grew up in a conservative home. And so my family was very traditional in a lot of ways. Um, and I grew up thinking that, you know, I was going to get married and have babies and stay home. And that was not the path for me. I mean, I did get married. I did have babies. Um, but, you know, this, this idea that I had based on those kind of more air quotes, traditional values, um, you know, that, that did not really come to fruition for me. And, um, I always had this idea of feminism being this like horrible thing. Right. And the older I've gotten, the more I've learned about feminism as it has been over the years. Yeah. And so feminism actually started in the 1800s and I, I didn't really know that until recently. Um, you know, but fast forward, the feminism that we think of are our mothers and grandmothers in the 60s who were fighting for equality for women, right? Yeah. Equality to do the things that men were doing, to work, to, to, to vote, to do all these things that men were doing they wanted to do. They should have the equal opportunity to do that. Yes. And that is something that I absolutely believe, you know, but I think that those ideas over time have been a bit bastardized 
And I think that as we've grown a more entitled society, I think that a lot of the, the empowerment of that movement has transitioned into that entitlement mentality. Yes. Yeah. And so I always tell people I'm not anti-feminism. I'm anti-modern feminism because yes. Yes. <laughs> that's how I make that distinction. Like it's not the feminism that, that, you know, of our mothers and grandmothers. I think that when we oftentimes when we talk about like a, a, a movement um, and, and hopefully people don't attribute this to libertarian movement as we become successful. Uh, no, we're, we're moving towards an end goal. But um, when you have a movement, there's there's so much ground to be covered and eventually you cover a majority of that ground. But the the ground that you're fighting to cover is no longer ground in the pursuance of what your original objective is. And I think that that's really what you're, what you're hitting on there of not, not pursuing that to where we have some of those, those negative, um, uh, pushes, if you will. Um, I, I like to call it misadry because I'm a nerd. And, and so, you know, it, it becomes a point where it's like, you have to, you, women are entitled to have X, Y, and Z. They don't have to put up X, Y, or Z to, to be able to achieve this or to receive this, not to achieve, but to receive. And so I think that there becomes that entitlement that you're talking about. Um, and I, 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 I'm here for that, that, that first conversation, right? When we break down feminism, there's waves of feminism that have come through. And the first ones, you know, our mothers and grandmothers, those were virtuous. Those were, were things that were coming forth to, to say, we deserve a spot at the table. And now we've got to where women are like, this is my table. You could go sit at the, uh, on the floor and use the chair as your own. Yeah. <laughs> or I can't reach this table. So you have to get me a taller chair. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love this. So, yeah. all right. So the controversy has started. So some, some short woman is going to write so much hate <laughs> mail, so much hate <laughs> mail. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully somebody puts their keyboard up on the top shelf, but <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it is absolutely true. And so when we look at, when we look at the, the movement, um, one thing that stuck out for me and maybe it's, maybe it's from my personal, uh, my personal perspective, my trajectory in life is that family courts, family courts has been a way that it hasn't, it's been a little bit too empowered for women, if you will. Um, yeah. where it's a struggle for fathers. And so this is one of those things where it's a, it's a negative connotation. Um, we need to empower men and we need to empower women. And it, 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 what is the purpose of empowerment for empowerment, um, in your opinion? I think that that's an important point to, to start off with. So I think with empowerment, it, it really depends on the situation, right? So yeah. I think in the example that you gave with the family courts, empowering men, because traditionally women have been placed at the forefront of like custody disputes, for instance. Mm -hmm. And we know this, especially in South Carolina and in South Carolina, it is extremely hard to take a child from their mother. Yes. It is very hard. And so it, you know, I think that some judges have started to kind of, you know, become a little bit more, quote unquote, liberal, right. In the, in that sense, but for the most part, traditionally speaking, historically speaking, it's very difficult to take a child from their mother in the state yes. of South Carolina. And that and it's is like that so a lot, in a lot of states, not just yes. here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is so harmful 
because what if the father really is a better, I hate to say that, what if the father really is the better parent? Because we all know there are situations, plenty of them, where the father is the better parent. <laughs> yeah, it, we, we so, should be looking at these case by case instead of a, and, a generic thumb rule. Yeah, and I think that you know empowerment in in that uh, scenario could come from the courts giving that equality to fathers as well, and not making it harder on a father to gain custody in a situation where he rightfully should have that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, for women, equality, of a very good example of equality is in the workplace, yes. right? Because it's just been within the last, what, 60 years that women have really entered, really probably 40 or 50 years, that women have really started entering the workplace and making sure that that playing field is level is important in empowering women. So it's, you know, you have to you have to empower everybody. You have to make it equal for everybody and not equal in the sense that you're giving everybody the same things, but in the sense that you are giving equal opportunity for people to earn those same yes. things. Yes, absolutely. And that's, yes. And, and that right there is so important, right? Because um, I don't want to like lump everything in together, but when we talk about the equal opportunities in the workplace, right? It's regardless of what your gender is it's regardless of your race so it's regardless of like all these different things and and as you pointed out like it, it's only been the last 6 years that women have been really been able to to climb the ladders and be able to be throughout it sure you can find i'm i'm sure that there's going to be a, somebody out there that's going to be like well here's like back in the 1800s a woman ceo it's like dude, stop that like yeah. For the general rule, like for allowing for women to be able to to climb throughout that ladder is so incredibly important. And we have to be, we have to look at the individuals, right? It's case by case. It's individual by individual, not trying to, not trying to put something in front of somebody else. Right. Um, I know I've worked in, 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 so I worked in metal manufacturing for a little while and we had a wax area which was predominantly as far as you could see women. And then you had like the metal area and it was men as far as you could see. There wasn't it. And I even tried to figure out, like, I was like, is this a form of sexism? Is there a barrier being put in place? And I was like asking all the women over in the wax area. I was like, do you guys want to work in metal? They're like, no, leave me out of that. Wax is so much lighter. It's so much easier. I don't get, get cut up. And the guys were like, I tried to work over there. And like, yeah, it was easy, but at the same time, like wax is so much breakable and like we're clumsy, we're idiots. And speaking in general terms, men are, um, and, and <laughs> so, so we, we gotta, we gotta really see that, um, how there was, there wasn't a barrier there in that circumstance, but right. there are plenty of places that still have those barriers in place. And so kind of this conversation is, is centered around the idea that we have to, we have to understand that people are going to be different. We did have, I did, I, I will say that we had like two or three women working out in the metal area. They loved it. They had a great time. They were manlier than me. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we want to have that opportunity. I think that that's really what the, what the purpose of, of this empowerment is, right. Is the opportunity for people, regardless of their gender to right do what they want to do. 
Right. And, and, you know, and, and this might be taking the conversation in a direction that we weren't ready to go just yet, but You're good. I think that's a really good example to make the point that empowering one does not necessarily mean that you have to disparage the other, yes. right? Yes. So giving that opportunity, if a woman wanted to work on the machine side, um, allowing her to do that, you know, that doesn't, disparage the men no in any way right um but not not allowing her to do that disparages a whole group of women yes so it's like yeah so letting someone do that does not disparage or, or allowing someone that opportunity yeah, yeah. It's, it's not taking away from everyone else for giving somebody right. else an opportunity and i think that um another one that that Oh, this one was really controversial when it came up. Um, so I was, I was in the Navy. I actually, I saw my my submarine hat right here. Um, I was in the Navy and I was on submarines. And up until about six years ago, it was all men, all men. And and so the the idea was that we're going to start letting women come on board. There was a lot of controversy around this, and there was a, some of it was absolutely justified. Um, the concerns, um, and they quickly came to fruition. I don't know if it was made public or not, but um, if it was not, uh, I did not say this. But the concerns of having women on board a, a vessel that was largely made by men or ran by men you'd be concerned of security purposes of like maybe some filming or some taping. It, those came to light pretty quickly uh, yeah. of board behavior, right? Opportunity. People need to have the opportunity to be successful in all those things. And I think that that's important. The part that I think is the most important that when we talk about empowerment and we talk about opportunities is that we don't change the standards, but we allow for people to be able to be successful. So when we talk about women serving on the front lines, I'm all for if you want to serve this country and you want to serve on the front lines, I'm all for it. But I don't want people to change the standards for that. And right. and I think that that's important. And I was wondering if this if women in the military was going to come up. Of course, you know me. You know me. Got to talk about the veterans. <laughs> no, stuff. no, that's a, this is a really good. I mean, it's a really good topic. You know, mm -hmm. in this conversation, um, and for exactly the reasons that you stated, because that's one of the the one of the um, one of the things when people talk about women in the military. My biggest concern as a woman is first sexual assault, right? Yeah. Because a woman is going into um, a situation where she's going to be mostly surrounded by men mm -hmm. most of the time, probably all of the time. Um, and I think that in a situation like that, what empowerment looks like, what equality looks like is for someone in that organization, in the, mil in the military, whoever runs those, um, those branches to hear those concerns yes and and really look at that and 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 put into place mechanisms so that those things don't happen because they are valid concerns mm -hmm. and so you know it's not it's not changing the criteria that you have to meet to participate in that to to, to join the military to serve your country but it is making sure that you can do so safely, the same as you would put into place safety procedures and protocols in a manufacturing environment, right? Yes. 
Yes. Um, you, you would look at that and make sure that, that there was a safe environment. And, and, and I want to highlight, you know, the sexual assault that happens in our armed forces right now is astronomically higher than what probably either of us can imagine. Um, because so many of these cases go unreported, right? Mm-hmm. So many of these women are taken advantage of. Men are being taken advantage of by other men. They're, they're just people in general being taken advantage in our armed forces by superiors and yes. by by um, people of their peers. Um, and and so, of course, this is a big, major concern. And so, yes, absolutely, we, we got to find a way in order to make it safer for our, our men and women who are serving, whether we agree or disagree with the with the services that they're providing at that time where they're serving. Uh, putting that aside, we have to we have to realize that there's a, there's a huge glaring issue going yeah. on. And, and it's well, being ignored. No, nobody. I mean, nobody should ever. Nobody should ever be deterred from doing something they really feel passionate about yep. because they're concerned for their safety. That's true of women entering, you know, a military career. It's true for transgender people. It's, it's true of, of any group, any, any group of people um, who are treated, you know, yeah, it, not equally. Yes, exactly. Give everyone the same opportunity and, and let it go. Now, all right i'm gonna say it um go ahead (laughs) i gotta i gotta grow something real quick all right so i am okay with banning people from joining or from being selected for when it came out the idea that now we're gonna add women to the draft i am not okay with it i don't want women to be on the draft not because i don't want women on the draft but because i don't want the draft and so if we have half the if yeah if we have (laughs) half the population off of the draft we have half the population left to get off um (laughs) not a feminist or empowerment thing this is just a purely i hate the draft Uh, (laughs) but yes I'm okay with that. I, I mean, obviously I agree. <laughs> I, I don't think the draft is, should be a thing. I don't think that we should force anyone into war. We should yeah. probably shouldn't be at war <laughs> ever. We should probably, yeah, we should probably look at our foreign but policy anyway, before we start trying yeah, to. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, but what gets me is when people say I don't want women in the draft but they want women to be able to serve in the military if you want women to be able to serve in the military then they are subject to the same things that are the men who serve in the military yeah the draft and even though obviously we've made very clear we do not agree with the draft yeah but, yeah. you know, you cannot exclude a woman from that obligation just because she's a woman. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just doesn't. That's Yeah, that's the that's the struggle. Which principle do we rely on? Which principle do we follow on the most? Do we follow the principle of draft sucks or do we follow on the idea of equality, of treating people the same and, and not looking at what's between their legs to determine on if they're to be used in such a terrible, terrible way, such as the draft. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, we shouldn't use that as criteria to determine anyone, anyone's, anything. Uh, anything. Yeah. yeah. 
If if you have a sexual preference for who you want to marry, have intercourse with, relationship with, you're fine to do that. But yeah. if you're looking at it for like an employment basis, which that can even get controversial because art things, I, I I could understand if you want like a muscular person and you're like trying to do a movie and you're like bodybuilder, I need a big big burly guy. But but outside of that, now now we're getting into so many but but buts but but but. but. <laughs> no, um, I, I I agree with that. I I, I think I had a thought and then I lost it. I apologize. No, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. <laughs> that happens a lot. I this usually is, have Casey to like guide me. Casey always keeps me kind of on the track. This is this is my way of living. I forgot. <laughs> you forgot? Yeah, forgot. Yeah, it happens. It does happen. I think though. um there's also a lot of conversation about equal pay. And I think that is a mm. really good topic because I do think that there probably are a lot of companies where women are um, not compensated fairly. They're not compensated the same as their male counterparts. I have been in those situations in my career. I have left those jobs. Um, I was fortunate to find better jobs and keep moving forward. Yeah. The, company that I work for now <clears throat> is a multinational company and um, I'm the operations manager for our state for South Carolina for what the services that we provide and so I oversee production I make sure that all of our people have the training and resources they need to do their jobs um, mm -hmm. I do all of the budgeting and all of those things and I have um, I have male counterparts in other states they manage much larger operations because theirs are much more established than ours. They're bigger states, busier states. And I know they make more than me, right? They make more than me. Mm -hmm. They don't make more than me because, um, because I'm not good at my job. I'm very good at my job. Yeah. <laughs> they are too. They make more than me because of the markets in which they live, right? They, they live in markets where cost of living is higher. Their operations also make more money. So, so instead, of going, instead of going to my boss and saying, hey, I'm sure this person makes however much more than me, and I don't know what it is. Um, I'm, I'm, this is really a lot of assumption, but it's assumption based in experience, right? Yeah. And instead of going to my boss and saying, I want to make the same thing as you know, this list of men from all these other places, even though I don't know exactly what that is, I'm going to look for ways to make myself more valuable. I'm going to look for ways to increase revenue in my state. I'm going to look for ways to do things more efficiently, to help my employees be more productive, more efficient. And so that way I'm going to grow my operation and make it more valuable, therefore making myself more valuable. Yeah. Right? And then if my employer does not make good on compensation for those, uh, that value that I bring to the table, then I'm going to excuse myself from that table. Right. Yes. So it is not always apples and apples. Right. And it's not always oranges and oranges. Sometimes it's oranges and tangerines. <laughs> Sometimes it's oranges and um, what are those little ones? Clementines. 
You know? I had I had a little cutie before I I came on with you. I love actually. cuties. Those things are so good. Yeah. But you know, I think that a lot of times it's it's very easy in a situation um, or in a conversation about the the pay gap, and we've actually got an episode coming up on parenting porcupines Ooh. about that topic. Yeah. So, um, but it's really easy when you're having those conversations to look at to look at the data and think, you know you compare one, one thing to another, but you don't consider all the other factors. If all the factors are different, then it's not the same. Right. It's it's one of those things that we're learning not to use COVID because I feel like we talk about COVID every episode, but kind of like with COVID (laughs) where we go, all right. I almost escaped without COVID. Yeah, no, there's, there's these two different things between these two (laughs) localities. So clearly the difference is only between those two things. And it's like, no, you're ignoring so many of the other externalities are playing into this. So you have to look at it in a holistic way to understand, is there merit? Is there reason? Is there justification? And if, if it dwindles down, it's like, when it comes to the pay gap, right? If you have a woman who is who has higher degrees, more degrees from a more credible place, who has been working there for longer, who's providing more revenue to the company, who's or who's bringing in more revenue for the company, who's cutting more costs, and she's getting paid less than some guy who just started off. That's a problem. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> But like the circumstance that you're saying where it's like, all right, so you've got two states. And so let's say like Texas is booming and and you've got South Carolina doing great things, certainly, but not quite as great. Uh, Cost of living, of course, other than our energy sources because of subsidies and everything else to bring in libertarianism, um, we have a lower cost of living. And and so many different of these externalities that it's just like, is it because Jessica's a woman? It's like, well, probably not. There's a potential that maybe maybe you'd gotten another 20, 50 bucks on your salary at the end of the year because you're a, a woman versus a man. But it, it's not it's not the, the the big picture there. And so I think that that's that's an incredibly important thing that as we have conversations with our friends, it's just like, can you stop trying to simplify everything down to one or two differences? Where's the control? Where is the how did you have everything the same? to be able to determine that it was just because of the what's between their legs. Right. And I realized I might be, I, I might be offending some, some trans people by saying what's between your legs for simplicity's sake. Nobody get offended. Sorry. Yeah. Please don't get offended. Please don't. <laughs> um, but no, it, it brings up an, an excellent point. And, and the pay gap thing is one of the most annoying conversations that any of us can yeah. ever be around. Um, because it's just like, I, I think that at the end of the day, that's the simplicity of it. And it's like, well, no, I want to empower women. I want people, I want women to be able to have those same opportunities. And and when when you have people that come in and screech from the rooftops and just say, pay gap, pay gap, pay gap. And it's just like, you're not adding to the conversation. Well, and I think it also does damage to uh, the situations where that is actually an issue. It does take away from the people who, are actually experiencing that. And there are, there yeah. are plenty of people who experience that. Um, and, you know, I think that simplifying it down, it does more harm than good to the overall objective. 
And that, of course, doesn't mean that if you have somebody who may be in that circumstance where you're like, well, you're just simplifying everything. That doesn't mean that that's always true either, right? Mm -hmm. You actually have to sit down and, and rationalize, break it through, and then understand why it is that they've come to the conclusion that they've done it. And so I think that on the, on this topic, when it comes to actual pay, wages, and, and earnings, we have to have those conversations um, on a case-by-case rather than trying to lay out across an entire society and say they're all just womenizers or they're all just uh, feminists or, you know, whatever whatever kind of, of term you want to throw to it, we can have these more important conversations at the end of the day of... of is there justification in the idea that that somebody was was disparaged or or in some cases right when we look at only fans i mean women are making a lot more money on only fans than men and i don't blame them but <laughs> but there's a difference in the pay so, can i tell you i didn't i didn't even know i didn't even know what only fans was until last week i You're... was like what is this thing that people keep talking about You've been living a more kosher life than me. Oh, Oh, that's it. Okay. I'm trying to remember. No, it wasn't. Okay. Um, I've, I've actually got friends that I was like, they'd be cute on Facebook. I'm like, so when are you guys starting your OnlyFans? Like, just, just stop being cute together so much. Like, stop that. And you know, it's, it's, it's been one of those, those fun things. Uh, I think I've been referencing it way too much. I've never actually been on there, so I don't know it like personally, but it's just it's just I don't know. Yeah. You you're better off for not knowing what it was until last week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay, I'm okay, and I'm okay with my limited knowledge now. Yeah. I think I'm okay. <laughs> yep. I I don't know how we got from women empowerment to <laughs> to only fans. But while we're here, we oh might as well touch on the topic. There was a topic that was uh, slightly avoided during the presidential campaigns last year. Sex and work. Sex work. <laughs> is sex work is that is that part of women empowerment? Um. Oh, I'm like putting yeah. you in a gotcha moment. I, I'm just. Well, I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, yeah, I feel woman wants to make a living doing that yeah i don't understand why that's anybody else's business oh i'm I'm right there with you entirely and 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 a lot of people i'm gonna go down i'm gonna go down a couple i'm gonna actually go off a few you're good first of all people use religion to um to talk about sex work you know it's bad because my religion tells me um well that's fine but it's your religion yeah it's yours it's, it's and if that woman you don't know who that woman is you don't know what she believes she's not bothering you yeah me right um i've heard people say women like that are breaking up marriages no they're not if a woman's husband is going to cheat he's probably going to cheat He's going to cheat with a human. He's going to cheat with pornography. He's going to cheat with whatever thing. And I'm not even going to go into the topic of pornography, but if a man is going to cheat, if he has that 
if he's already unhappy in his marriage to the point that he has to go outside of it for pleasure, he's going to do that whether he does it with a hooker or he does it with the neighbor or he does it with your kid's teacher. Yeah, like, it, it's going to happen. The desire is there. <laughs> yeah. So those are, I think, the two most common things that I hear in conversations about sex work. Is, yeah. Oh, well, it's thin, and then it's, oh, well, these women are causing the collapse of the family unit and that's something that's not true yeah no it's i I really feel like they treat they treat sex work like the marijuana it's a gateway drug it (laughs) is uh, marijuana (laughs) it's a gateway to divorce no uh no it's not turns out 100 percent of divorces start with marriage i don't i (laughs) (laughs) the common denominator here every single one of them 100 (laughs) percent so (laughs) but no i do think that you know I think saying that as women, you can use your body to earn money, whether that's working on an assembly line, yeah, whether it's serving your country, whether it's sex work, yeah. whether it's doing research. As long as research. you're consenting to it at the end of the day, your body, it, your choice. Ooh, ooh yes. did I just say another controversial line? I think I did. It's fine. But... <laughs> Your body, your choice. I mean, this is this is yeah. really what it is. It's it. Yeah. You have sovereignty. You have autonomy. And so, if you want to get into the act of of pleasuring another for money, for food, for homes, for rent, whatever it is, like as long as people are consenting, I think that 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 is the empowerment of of people of of giving them the opportunity to do this and not have them be at risk of having guys come in through their doors with guns uh, drawn to to take them in for giving a handy. I mean, granted, never mind, I'm not going to go there. But, yes. I agree. <laughs> I do agree. <laughs> but I think too, like when we talk about um when we talk about empowerment, empowering women, I think it's really important to to have the conversation about how we do that. Right. As yes. a society, how do we do that? Because that's the root of this. Um, and I think that it, it starts with each and every person. Like we can talk about it on podcasts. Women can march in the streets. But if we're not all talking about it in the workplace, if we're not all talking about it in our organizations that we participate in outside of work, outside of home, it's not going to change. Right. And so we have to be advocates for one another. And I think it's especially true of women. And I think it's really, um, it's really common that women are very hard on one another, that they're very mental of one another, that they're very competitive amongst themselves. And that is harmful because at this at this point in time, we really need to be working together. We need to be lifting each other up and helping each other move forward. And I think, um, you know, we can't we can't just go and say that men have to do these things. We can't go into a company and say the men have to step aside and let the women lead and do these things. We have to we have to do the work. Yeah, And that's not to say that we have to do more work than men. We shouldn't have to do more work than men. 
But if we all, you know, band together and we, we do the work, you know, that's how you affect change. And yes. So we stick together. Absolutely. Um, because you said something, I want to highlight it. Um, the idea that, you know, just bringing all the women. When we saw... Okay, so I've seen the feminist movement say that, you know, men in, in the presidential office and in Congress and everywhere else, they have brought our troops across the world to, to have all this destructive uh, means. We've had uh, a, a decrippling or a crippling economy and, and so, or, uh, domestic policy in this country. And they're like, well, we'll just bring in the women and that's going to save us. I'm okay with empowering women to have the opportunity, but I don't think that at the end of the day that necessarily men or women are because of their genders are going to have better ideas. Yeah. Now, if Jessica Etheridge is running for president, I might be inclined to vote for her, but <laughs> a couple of elections away for that. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I can be Spike's running mate in 2024. I will. Um, I'll put in a good word. And Spike, <laughs> Spike actually commented earlier on the show. So uh, let me pull up his comment for you. It was a quick and easy one. I think it was something like, love you both, five out of five. Yeah, there we go. I love you both, five out of five. There we go. Caldwell's been asking when he's going to get to see Uncle Spike again. Is he coming? Oh, uh, hey, chat, audience, Musketeers, November 13th. If you guys come up to the SCLP, you guys might be able to see Spike Cohen, Matt Wright, and myself. And, of course, the wonderful ladies from uh, por uh, Parenting Porcupines um, all hanging out for the day. So yeah. come on over to South Carolina, actually, to our redneck end of the woods um, up in the upstate. So Caldwell, if Caldwell makes it out. Maybe he, um, funny story, and I, I wanted to tell you this on the heels of last week's episode. Um, so, because you guys were talking about how Spike hates kids, that whole joke about Spike hating kids. But he, um, go ahead. <laughs> he really doesn't. Um, but when we had his homecoming uh, event in Columbia mm -hmm. last last year, when he came home from the campaign trail. And we had this thing on the courthouse steps. And then afterward, we all went to dinner and Caldwell sat next to Spike. And at some point they were having a discussion about qualified immunity. And Caldwell was very engaged in this conversation. And for your viewers, he's nine. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, a couple months ago, we were riding down the road and he was in the back seat and he said, mom, I said, what, sweetie? He said, I would like to talk about qualified immunity. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's almost like somebody knocking on the door. Do you have time to talk like, about our Lord okay. and Savior, Jesus Christ? And he gave me like a 10-minute spiel about qualified immunity because he had heard it all from Spike. It's amazing. So it's, yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. I, um, yes. No, that actually was... I, not that exact story, but but I think that you'd give me a quick synopsis one day, and that was like Spike for qualified immunity, and and amazingly enough, apparently this is that was the conversation that spurred a lot of people, that spiked a lot of people, eh, spiked, mm -hmm. um, spiked a lot of people's interest, um, 
was Spike talking about qualified immunity? And so yeah. uh, thanks for plugging last week's episode. If you guys haven't seen that one, go back, watch Spike Cohen and myself. We one. sat down. It was is a good one. Um, but yeah, no, it, 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 oh, we are way off off of the empowering women uh spike is now a woman and we're empowering him through the last <laughs> episode um well, he's tasha's husband so yes which tasha is the most empowered woman in all of earth i think right now She's because incredible. she 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 takes care of spike i mean or she takes care of her husband and She's amazing. She's amazing. If you guys have never got to bear witness to to the great Tasha, there's a reason why it's Tasha and Tasha's husband. Uh, she's she's a goddess. But she is fat. But yes. So, women empowerment. As we wrap things up, um, because I have two minutes. <laughs> what what did we miss? What is the one thing that you would be um, you're going to kick yourself as soon as we end the stream for not saying? wrap us up give us the plug and then i'll send us on our way i don't think we missed anything Good. i mean i'm sure we probably did but i would say you know just look for ways that you can empower women look for ways that you can make a difference look for conversations you can start to make sure that women have an equal playing field yes and, and certainly us in the South where traditional values still reign in so many ways, we can find ways of, of giving people those opportunities. I, I love it. I, I had such an amazing time with you tonight. I'm looking forward to our next. Absolutely. And uh, looking forward to having you back, hopefully, if you'll have me. And um, but thank you so much, Jessica. But with that, guys, I do got to be wrapping this up. Um, I've got a minute left, so quickly going to run through this week on Muddy Waters Media where you guys will be able to tune in and check out more fantasticness um, from the Muddy Waters team. And uh, I can't pull up the right – nope, still can't pull up the right window. Um, So, all right, we're going to wing it here. Uh, So (laughs) tomorrow night we got Matt and Spike for Muddy Waters Media, so you guys can see them traverse the Muddy Waters Media. Um, talking about the current events and you guys can go over to anchor.fm slash muddy waters and you can drop an anchor call in moment, which will be, uh, heard live, not screened probably, um, by Matt or spike. You can come back Wednesday night for my fellow Americans at eight ish, uh, with spike Cohen. And then Thursday night writer's block. You've got Matt Wright sitting down with the one, the only Natalie Bruno, who will be back here next Monday as well. But, uh, in the interim on Friday night, you can check from bayous to igloos, nine 30 PM Eastern. The only one that's not eight ish, um, <laughs> throughout the week. So you can check out Cajun and Eskimo as they're going to have an amazing show as they always do. And next, uh, next Monday, I will have Natalie Bruno coming back to talk about a little bit about her campaign, but a little more importantly about sentencing reform. I say a little more importantly, a little more, a little more close to home for me, because uh, I'm not an Oklahoma. Um, I don't know, it, Jessica. What's the proper term for an Oklahoma? Is that it? I don't know. That'll work. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But with that, guys and gals, I love you all so much. Make sure you guys are going out there. Have those conversations. Let's empower the women. Let's have these conversations. Let's let's treat it case by case. Let's not 
trying to lay it all across the fronts. Um, but with that, love you guys all. Take care. Keep the, keep the fight going. And we'll see you guys again next Monday. See you soon.